Welcome back to another episode of the Higher Love with Megan podcast, talking all things mind, body, soul, healing and expansion with me, your host, Megan Cooper. This podcast seeks out wisdom for how to live better, to support our bodies, to liberate our minds, open our hearts and nourish our souls so that we can expand into our fullest expression and live with love, vitality and freedom. In this week's episode, we have the theme, Express Yourself. How can we align to our most authentic selves, embrace our uniqueness and gifts and share them loudly and unapologetically with the world? Who better to ask than Charlotte Fox, aka The Psychedelic Fox, actor, comedian, yoga teacher and high vibes extraordinaire. I attended one of Charlotte's stand-up comedy gigs in Brighton last summer and then met her again by chance at a day retreat earlier on this year. I was drawn to her magnetic energy, radiance and reflections on creativity and inspiration and knew that I had to co-create an episode with her to put out into the universe. For me, Charlotte embodies so much of that va-va-voom we all aspire to have in our lives. Sometimes we can be so afraid, consciously or subconsciously, of truly being ourselves, of going against the grain and not following the trodden path, speaking our truth, being perceived as too much described as affirming, ludicrous, real and raw by Tongue magazine, Charlotte in her own words kicks us out of our comfort zones lovingly and compassionately and gives us permission to be more of ourselves and look good and feel good in the process. We discuss taking risks, failing forward, forgiving ourselves, being rebellious, expressing our individuality, finding and receiving inspiration, finding lightness, joy and laughter, even in times of challenge and living with a complete zest and passion for life. Enjoy. Well, it's great to finally have this conversation with you, my love. So how is Ibiza today? How is Ibiza life? How did you end up there? What have you been up to? <laughs> Ibiza life is magic. I'm having the best time at the moment. I'm partying a little bit. I'm getting a little bit crazy. I'm also embracing the calm of the island. I'm going out paddle boarding, keeping myself revived on cranberry juice and vodka, and then uh, rolling into beach bays and sipping mojitos and eating pizzas. Uh, so it's good. I feel like I've got a good balance going on at the moment of uh, action and also relaxation, which is my kind of vibe. And the sunshine is here. There's lots of cats, which often keeps me very calm. <laughs> It sounds pretty much ideal as I look out of my window at the grey skies of Brighton. So very oh. jealous. Send us some sunshine. <laughs> I do miss Brighton though. Brighton is my jam and it's always like home. Like if ever I'm back in the UK, it's it's gigs Brighton, fun Brighton, audiences there. And yeah, it's cool. But for now, I'm I'm quite content here. So yeah, sunshine, palm trees and flowers coming, coming at you in full colour. Thank you, my love. Appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, so today I just wanted to obviously receive all of your wisdom around how we can align to our most authentic selves, embrace our uniqueness and gifts and share them loudly and apologetically with the world. So why don't we just start off, what would you say your purpose and mission is? My purpose and mission is to create entertainment and escapism for people through comedy and yoga. So, you know, when I'm on stage, I'm helping people kind of 
get out of their own lives, jumping into my stand-up storytelling, wacky adventures, forget themselves for a little bit, or then put themselves in, you know, a relatable position and be like, oh yeah, that's like me. We're kind of engaging here. I'm engaging with an audience. There's a familiarity and, you know, but amplifying it in a way where it's fun and we can laugh and we can add humor to it, which is so important and also really deeply healing, Mm. you know, come up to me and say at the end of gigs, oh my God, I laughed so hard, thank you. We really needed that release because I feel I feel really free now. Um, and it's the same, you know, with yoga, you sit down on the mat, you perform a sequence of movements through myself guiding in a way that's not so, you know, rigorous or disciplined through fun and lightheartedness. And then we find ah oh, openness and space and freedom through that kind of movement as well. So yeah they're the um that's my big thing that's what i do i'm doing retreats and gigging and making shows um to serve you know audiences and people to bring more light bring more light to the world beautiful yeah someone said to me once that joy is the pathway to awakening and i really feel like that's what you do right you know when i look at your instagram you know when i've met you in person and through and i've also been to one of your gigs and watching you perform the essence and the vibrancy that you bring to your yoga you know it's all about that isn't it it's like that sense of like joy and high vibrational like awareness of life yeah exactly high vibes like trying to get on that plane of like high frequency activated feeling full feeling nourished like but you know it's all you know sometimes you obviously get your down days and stuff but it's just not getting so swept up in those and always finding and even in the down shitty dank days mm-hmm. there's still something that you can find even in comedy you know because comedy is also tragedy so you can find through that brokenness there is a some kind of there's something there you know vibes vibes indeed so why don't you just talk a little bit about your background your training how you got to where you are today yes so I originally um went to drama school but started off like dancing for years and years and then um yeah I told you that story didn't I when I went up on stage I went up on stage when I was like four to win a bag of chocolate. My mum was like, she just saw this blonde hair whiz up on stage. I ran up on stage and then like said something uh, completely wrong into the microphone. Like I miss said something, mispronounced something, sorry. And, uh, and then the whole arena just like laughed. I genuinely remember, I can see myself now at four years old, looking at and feeling that whole arena laugh. And I was like, whoa, ooh. Oh, I just feel like that's really exciting. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, then obviously I went and did dancing drama school. And then from drama school, I went to Paris. I went to mime school, clown school, was very much jumping into improvisations, no scripts, you know, very different to the UK um, methodology of working, books, pens, analyzing, you know, uh, how to speak well, Obviously, you're at mime school. You're not fucking talking. <laughs> no, you're like you're standing there using your body, trying to be very funny. Um, and then that was fantastic. Such a liberating experience being in Paris. I felt huge discovery there. The way the French kind of work you as your, you know, as a poetic instrument, your mind, your whole being as the canvas for art. Like it was so cool. Like. Um, and then I left there, came back to London, all avant-garde, 
all avant-garde using you know props and weird things to auditions and casting directors being like who in the hot fuck is this <laughs> uh, you know getting booked for the occasional very ambiguous job where i was like ziggy stardust and the, an alien from mars or very random i hope your audience is following this i'm aware i've gone <laughs> planet mars to I'm, I'm loving it please continue <laughs> We're going surreal. It's only going to get even worse. Um, and then, yeah, so I was booking a few jobs and then I was like, I created my own show, took it to Edinburgh because I was like, I've got to take power over this. I've got to take power over my my artistry. I've been to Paris, you know, Lecoq, the teacher there, the master clown would be turning in his grave if he thought that I was doing, you know, saying one line and being a zombie in a weird apocalyptic movie. Anyway, um, so I took the show to Edinburgh. It was amazing. I had a lot of fun. And then throughout that time, I was always practicing yoga. Yoga gave me just groundedness and balance when the industry was so precarious. So that's always been there for me. And the mat has always been a place for me to go on to and be like, ah, I'm here, you know nothing matters all the ego ambition just just come into yourself and you know be here be present so that's been great and then i did my yoga teacher training in bali went straight into working hustling and uh now i host successful and very fun retreats here in ibiza i'm going to host one in mexico and bali next year i've worked with some fabulous people i've created with some great communities here yeah, being in, in my truth, you know, I'm doing what my heart wants to do and what sets me alive and what makes me feel alive. Mm, beautiful. So in terms of embracing individuality, um, you've said that you feel like you've zigzagged instead of following the trodden path. Can you speak to how you have ventured around said zigzagging? <laughs> yeah, so when um took the alternative route by sort of starting stand up, that was kind of a little sort of detour in one direction. So rather going straight down the acting route, auditions, booking jobs, getting a role, I was like, oh, I think I need to step out of this. You know, I, like I sort of said, I, I didn't feel like I was... Um, yeah it didn't feel right going that way so i took a little you know took a little right turn down into stand-up comedy and then i was like oh this is interesting i can get up on stage i can try my new material and now that has just been you know that's taken me in a whole different direction to acting and i'm way more in alignment here whereas i thought originally i want to do this that's where i must be i must be on that stage working with that director don't get me wrong, that may still come. But for now, I've taken this journey and this journey has just been a whole a whole different thing. Um, and then obviously, you know, like doing retreats and stuff, sort of jumping into that, feeling slightly fearful and being like, oh, can I do this? Have I really got the experience? And it's like, yeah, you know, I have given myself that power, that autonomy to be like, you've got this, you know, you know what you've done, you've done your training. And within both of those things, people come to you, people like your comedy, your audience, because of who you are your and your original style. 
They don't want to just see the same thing, same thing. Some people might, that may tickle tickle them, you know, and even with yoga, some pe- they, people come to the class, may, the series and structures and um, flows may be the same, but the delivery is different. Same with comedy. So if the more that you can embrace your own sense of self and personality and how your personality, you know, lends itself to that, like, I think you just, yeah, start to attract more of your tribe and your audience a bit more. And um, yeah, not denying yourself that right um, to explore and experiment because if you stay in the parameters of what you know, nothing new happens from what we already know. And art and creativity is supposed to challenge us um, Mm. as an audience and as a performer. So I think it's always about pushing, pushing against even yourself sometimes being brave to do that yeah and one of the things that you mentioned to me when we last spoke was this knowing that it's okay to not be for everybody because I think that that's something that it's very easy to take it personally right and you're up against it all the time as a performer as an actor as a as a comedian you know knowing that actually we're not for everybody and that that's okay so is that something that has affected you in the past yeah it's like you know a 50 year old white man um, who, okay, yeah, fuck it. 50 year old white man, the patriarchy, I can punch them all I like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, they may not be interested in parties at pagan nights in Dalston, taking God knows what else, drinking absinthe, or, or they might, you know, like they mm. may love that real, like jump into this whole new thing that they're not used to, that's so removed from them. Some people that, sometimes that has a real appeal for people, for others, that kind of mad shit is like, God, no, that's, I, I need to be way more conservative. I must be not not in, indulge in that sort of behavior. Um, but I'm a rebel, like I'm a rebel and I like to be a rebel and not all rebels you know have I think like yeah you kind of have your tribe we have people that like get away from me your trouble um so also if you're creating work that's beige you know it's like fashion like don't get me wrong beige looks good on some people neutral colors like get it you know you shall put cost that looks gorgeous on you uh and other stories I like it but I'm probably want to be a bit more bold. I want to try a bit more eccentricity. I want to try some stuff on at the thrift store or some random shit that I found in, uh, you know, my mum's wardrobe or from the eighties. Like I want to revive those things. And uh, yeah, you know, are you bold or are you beige? What, what, what what's your what's your palette? What's your palette of expression? Are you chuck it around like some bright colours or or you want to keep it safe in that safe zone? So um yeah, I think it's important to, you know, as an artist be uh yeah, trying new things and definitely not appealing to everyone because then your work's like vanilla, right? Like just die bold, even as a stand-up. Like I've got up and done some mad shit in like the Cotswolds and in the, to the audiences of Gloucester. And I just don't think Gloucester got where I was going, but I died bold. I was like, do you know what? I'm here and uh, this is what I do. And cause that's my truth. 
Yeah, I think it's it's inspiring for people to hear because I think that there is such a resistance for a lot of people to colour outside the lines, you know, to go on that zigzag path instead of the trodden path because of, you know, what so-and-so might say or these social expectations, the conditioning that we have. And it's really inspiring to just hear accounts from people to like not be afraid. And I know that one of the other things that you said was this not being afraid to fail and embracing the fuck up. Can you speak to embracing the fuck up and how that served you over time too? Absolutely. Like so many fuck ups. <laughs> like, but you learn so much from when stuff goes wrong. That's where the learning is. It's like, even when you get up in an improvisation, when you flop as a clown, like when you flop, there's humor. You know, you can fall into that humor. People and people sometimes as the audience kind of like to see the person struggling and having the failure on stage because it's like, how am I going to get out of this mess? And that can be you either in you're in that mess and you go, ha, step back, run away, or you go, I'm in the fucking shit now. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot. Um <laughs> I'm in I'm in the shit now. Let's just let's go with this and, and how we're gonna evolve here, how we're gonna develop this, how we're gonna use this as an improvement tactic for next time setting up my retreats the first time things went wrong but i learned so much i learned so much that okay i've got to get this done now i've got to have a contingency plan i've got to know that you know there will be inevitabilities of things failing nothing is perfect it's never going to go in a straight line and like even there's this thing called the kabbalah which is like a jewish ancient jewish mystic text and it sort of says like if you're not experiencing the challenge then we're not having the growth so when there is challenge it's actually that you know those that thing of like obstacles being things for you to overcome in order to develop more strength. And I feel that way. I feel like I've developed re more resilience through things failing because I've got back up. What's that thing? Mm. It's like success is going from failure fa to failure without lacking in enthusiasm. Winston Churchill, I think it's Ooh, that. I love that. Yeah, going, going from failure to failure without lacking in enthusiasm. You drop eight times, get back up nine. Like. And that's the thing with the comic as well. One gag falls, one, one gag falls flat, but the other one's going to lift people up. Like, so you know that, um, yeah, I think it's important to embrace those. That's where the learning is. Get more strength, become more resilient. If you're not, then, you know, I think we have to, even as women as well, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, having that, that strength to rise up, you know? yourself and for other people because you do it for yourself someone else sees it and they're like, I can do that too just listening to you speaking then it was reminding me of something um have you watched Brene Brown's call to courage yeah I've definitely watched that one love it's, Brene oh love Brene as well but when she's talking about vulnerability she talks about when you're in the arena you will fail not like a oh you might fail it's when you're fully in the arena of your life and you're being bold with your life and brave with your life you will fail like the inevitability of failure that's what was really coming through when I was hearing you speak embracing the vulnerability and being bold and brave with our lives equals the inevitability of failure right yeah and if you don't go bold and you don't try big then well where you're not going to elevate yourself enough. You know, you're going to stay in that comfort zone and the comfort zone is like going to kill you, isn't it? It's that like, oh, we're comfortable here. You know, for some for some people more than others, you know, some people need to be coaxed out a little bit. 
I'm of that mentality. I'll kick people out. <laughs> like, I'll kick out the comfort zone in a kind and compassionate way, of course. Like, you know, it's like, it, because I know, like, when you know capabilities of people, or you just like, you know, even in my classes, I'm like, come on, you know, and you do it. And then someone does it, the others do, and they're all popping up like popcorn in headstands. Like, and it's like, well, there we go. You know, we just took a little person to just go, come on. <laughs> go on over you go over you go and it's like that we've got to be like that with ourselves as well but i think it's yeah going into that heart and just being like mm, the heart saying the heart saying this like just listen to it and yeah trust mm. but it won't go wrong it will fuck up things will fuck up mm, yeah and that's where the growth is <laughs> that's it. and alongside that another thing that you raised when we last spoke was forgiving yourself and I think that this was a really interesting point that you raised, um, that when we do fuck up, when we do things, in inverted commas, wrong, etc., it's so easy to punish ourselves about it for a long time to make it about us. And can you talk about, yeah, this, this sense of forgiving ourselves and how important that is? And you mentioned how yoga was really a big, a big practice that taught you that. Yes. I think that what you said about punishing yourself, like, oh, you know, when something's gone wrong and you're already feeling slightly wounded and then you end up sort of picking it, picking and scratching at the wound a little bit more. That's, you know, what's more painful and torturous than doing that to yourself. So, I mean, yoga and meditation, you know, as well, like from the just sitting in that seat and just being, you know, soft with yourself and kind to yourself in those times and seeing things that have hurt you or upset you caused you deep pain then just choosing to see it in a different kind of light you know and a lot uh one that you can yeah sort of see it in your mind as a so it's not so threatening you don't have to hold on to it and that clinging on to pain but yoga is very much let it go let it go keep letting it go keep unraveling keep peeling back that resistance to just kind of like it's all good you're pure you're here you're present today's a new day we start again every new moment is an opportunity to start again you know what happened day before yesterday months before is the past it's gone yes you're here from that now but you know the future should not be dictated by that past because that's when we're kind of yeah we're not um yeah we're maybe not seeing things through that clarity of vision and i just think yoga and meditation there's no better way than clearing yourself your system through breathing practicing moving putting yourself around good things um yeah to realign you know but forgiveness is because i think when I did my teacher training, I had a lot of like, you you know, when you must have done your training as well, like there was just so much release happening um, mm-hmm. of like, oh God, all those awful things I used to do to myself, going out, partying, do whatever. Then I went on my sober journey, you know, two years of sobriety and that yeah. was huge. I could say, actually, two years, two years sober. <laughs> now, for you. No, I I did two years sober, yeah. two thousand eighteen to twenty twenty, I think. What was your What was your move out of sobriety? I'm curious. Um, remember? I think I think my like love and passion for red wine, like okay. it was always something in my head that I was like, am I actually never going to have red wine again? <laughs> like, is this the is this what's going forward for me? But no, it was when so I came back to the UK to go to Glastonbury, and I feel like 
I knew that I was going to start drinking again because I felt like I was almost going the other way with it. And I was make, I was like demonizing alcohol a bit. And I was like identifying with myself as a sober person. And then I was like, but hang on, I just did this as like a bit of like a deep dive to like explore this other part of myself. And I felt like the reasons that I let go of, like the reasons that I let go of alcohol were kind of complete. Like I wanted to be able to have my life without alcohol. But once I got to that point, I was like, this isn't something that I need to permanently delete from my life. I already changed my relationship with it. So it was just kind of a case of, yeah, I was at Glastonbury Festival and a friend of, and I was with a load of school friends who I hadn't seen in years because I've been living abroad. And someone was like, do you want a glass of champagne? I was like, yeah, I do, (laughs) (laughs) actually. Um, So, yeah. I I was in like Italy and I just remember being in Rome and everyone was having an Aperol. And I was like, oh. I was like, I can't, I can't, I was like, I can't just be doing pistachio gelato at this point, right? I need to have a little Aperol and I did it and I was like, oh, but yeah, I think it's, you're right. You kind of have that time with it of, of being removed and clean, you know, and then you're like, mm. you're like, oh, just a little bit. And I think it's like that, isn't it? You know, you've got to have, it's balance. And I think as long as you're, you're not, you know, uh, addicted to that kind of thing and you've got more of a mindful conscious approach I really don't see the harm in it but um yeah so I'd so sorry detour there uh, what were we talking about oh yeah we were talking about yes. um yoga punishing yourself past patterns then you started your sober journey a journey transformation within forgiving within the within the realms of forgiving yourself yeah, because that was it. Yoga teacher training. There we go. Yoga teacher training. <laughs> a lot of deep release work happening. And I was like, God, you know, all those times I've been with friends and just, you know, been partying for 72 hours and not knowing where I am and who I am. Or, you know, and then you those things are just being released or released. And they're like, oh, it's just, you know, I can forgive myself. And I think yoga is so good for that. When I used to go my first classes with the teacher, she used to really ground us in that place of, total forgiveness you know like for yourself and for others and not attaching being detached from all of that and just coming into a space of just wholeness like yeah it's a big big thing I I really like the um kundalini practices for that as well just those big forgiveness you know you could just be sitting and doing those transmissions for like 22 minutes or even just mantra mantra just um yeah bring it back home and as well, taking risks for you seems to have been, I guess, well, it's a theme in, theme in your work, right? So can you talk a little bit to taking risks, how that served you and how maybe that has shifted over time? Because you've mentioned as well that resilience is something that you've definitely developed. So yeah, if we could just talk a little bit about taking risks with our authentic selves. Taking risks the first thing that's coming to me is starting the yoga retreat business as well, because I feel business, you actually have to be a bit of a risk taker. I've I found from that I needed to take a risk to be like, do you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to set this up. I'm going to hire the villa. I'm going to have the chef. I'm going to have the people going to make the sales. You've got to have an element of like, even when you're pricing things, this whole strategy, this kind of very, this is a whole new world to me, um, doing that, you know, coming from doing yoga, um, doing yoga, practicing and teaching or just performing and being that kind of front facing thing. And then the back, you know, doing all of that sort of business side, I think you, 
yeah, you have to have an element of risk of jumping into something that you have never done before. You know, that takes risks, that takes courage. Even with stand-up, jumping up on stage, trying new jokes for two minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but when you've got 30 people in a club and you're about to say some silly, silly stuff, you're like, you don't know if it's going to work. That's also taking a risk, you know, or even getting up in my stage, my persona as a comedian is not very, you know, I'm not standing there static, went down the pub, mom, my wife's doing this and uh, she bought this stupid butter, I don't like butter. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm getting up and I'm I'm jumping about, I'm bouncing off the walls. (laughs) I think think when I came to see you, you put on a horse's head and ran into the sea. (laughs) Got naked, got naked, yeah. I didn't see that bit, but yeah. Yeah. I was stripping off as I was running down Brighton Beach and then Rob was like, well, I had a unicorn head on, went straight in the water. And yeah, you know, because it's fun to be daring and out there and silly, you know, that I I get pleasure from that. Um, And also, because then I feel like the profit on the other side is you, again, you can gain just so much either knowing whether to do it again (laughs) or not or how to do it differently, like... Yeah, so I think anyone that's getting up on stage and with a microphone, trying new things and sharing it or, but again, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people can get up and say jokes, write jokes. It's just how that persona is. I I like to be a bit more out there and I want to be more, you know, I want to be more inventive and risky with what I'm doing on stage. I'm currently exploring some new things that I'm going to bring into a show, which is going to involve yeah a lot more like technical stuff and again that's a challenge for me it's a risk people may not be used to it but experiment you know try new things you never know where it's going to lead who you're going to meet um yeah Mm. I love listening to you speak because what really comes through is like be more like be more of yourself and I feel like there's so much narrative within our society which is like be less you know like conform be nice and quiet, don't colour outside the lines, don't zigzag, etc. Whereas I feel like so much of what you bring to the world is this like, be more of yourself, like be more out there, like wear all the colours, colour outside the lines, like all these things. I think you feel better for it, like more is more, be extra. Like I, I work with the providers a lot as well and they're just like these most flamboyant decorated crew. Uh, and you know at the festivals and stuff and they're just like they're like festival all year round and it's like that's so much fun like why be one when you can be eight people like you know what why do you have one genre when you can bend into six others like they're all there it's all for you like don't you know having to do that oh i just do one thing i mean great that's awesome but there are so many you can still do be under the umbrella of you know entertainment or experiences and there'll be so many different little strands off of it and how you amalgamate them all that could be your whole new thing. Like, you know, no artist, no artist, songwriter or iconic legend, you know, David Bowie was notorious. He take things from all people. He was like, I'm a tasteful thief. And I'm like, I'm a fox. I'm also a thief, you know, <laughs> like I'm, uh, but I'm taking the little bits of whatever's around. So uh, yeah, I think you're right. You know, that whole stay in the box, stay safe. No, break, break out, the mold. <laughs> break out the mold. <laughs> Yeah, and seeing it all as a celebration. I mean, there's so many different branches of yoga, which is just about celebration. You've got like Bhakti yoga, like, you know, there's so much. And Sufis who literally just walk around in the streets, like singing, dancing. It's all about the celebration of life. Whereas I think 
there's such a tendency with I don't know us a lot in the west to like make things very serious right and even with healing you know don't get me wrong with healing there is you know there is darkness and there is struggle there is challenge but there's also a lot of joy like exactly as you said at the beginning of this conversation there's so much like joy and vibrancy that can be brought to that experience yeah seeing the darkness with that attitude can be a real game changer you know looking at it through those that lens that's what I was saying earlier with that forgiveness thing of like how you color what you see do you see it in dark shrouded cloudy moody do you see that there that image no come on you see yourself as a, a light person you know filled with vibrancy you know you deserve that you deserve to be in that illuminated space like so how you then see that past or yeah coloring it differently but I think yeah sometimes the yoga community oh I just I think there's there's just so many people in it that it and there's so many that have so so much to work through themselves like don't get me wrong none of us are pure we've all got things but there's so many it makes me laugh that's why I make so much fun out of it with comedy and I did a gig here in Ibiza actually last week and it went it worked well because you know I'm talking about how we're saging everybody's using the same santo to just try and fucking heal the family trauma or your boyfriend comes in and you're like get back i am i'm saging please you know you're not allowed in this this ritual space and it's like we all have so much stuff that like we have to work through but i think it's when people just become like too all of one thing i'm like that's just not real like yeah anyway I'm not here to judge or criticize others, but at the same time, I'm like, shamans don't live in Hackney Wick. <laughs> okay, so I'm really interested in your creative process. And something that really resonated with me when we spoke about it was this trusting the niggles, because that's always been something that I've really followed as well. And really listening to, and you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, like trusting our hearts and trusting our bodies, because we're receiving so much guidance all the time, right? From like, in terms of what's right for us, our life path, what's in alignment. I get like big yeses and nos from my body in terms of like, what's the best like, best way for me to move forward. So can you speak a little bit to like trusting the niggles and how that has ushered you along on your path, so to speak? Yeah, I love what you said about that, getting like a big yes or no. I think... Um the more you kind of tune into yourself and your heart and your vibration, then the more you're kind of possibly attracting, you know, these similar vibing people, or even you could be attracting the people that are coming to test you as well, right? Because I think when you, when you are getting, you know, elevating yourself, I do think people can come in and interfere with that as well. And you can be aware of that. You don't have to say yes to everyone and everything and that's really important to say no and it's important how you value yourself also um so yeah i think moments of like i journal i write and things will come through that this way i'll let my consciousness guide me into an action consciousness will be like i'll be having that conversation with like the higher self my higher spirit or whatever and i'll be journaling whatever whatever and then maybe something's going to say to me go do that and i'm like 
I used to keep the pen and like continue journaling, but now I don't. I'm like, oh, pen down, got to go do that now because I'm in action mode. Boom, do that. Come back to journal, do that. Because then I'm like taking, I'm taking that um, invitation and I'm using that action to accelerate me in something without being like, okay, here's my to-do list. Have to do 10 things today and before this time. I'm like, no, I'm in the flow. Flow, I'm flowing into this one. Then I'm going to go do that. So that's a little bit of process, which I quite like. Um, also meditating on the heart affirming asking for guidance i'm a real big one on that how what the affirmations i'm using you know show me show me the way for this divine design to manifest show me what i need to know who i you know and that just takes the pressure off myself or stress and tension of making a decision and it puts it out there and then the signs come through and I think the more that you do that, the more that you intuitively sort of engage with, you, you tune in by meditating, tap out of all the other noise, and then arrival, receive, like this kind of flow. That's a bit of a process for me. And the last thing, yeah, just don't deny the truth of your heart and don't be afraid of, you know, sometimes what you think you need is not always what you think you want is not always what you need. Right. So, yeah, a little bit of that. And if you feel if you feel consistently like I've got an idea, I have this idea and it doesn't go away and I want to do that. I really want to do that. And it's there a week later. It's there a month later. It's there six months later. You have to do something with that idea. <laughs> like do something with that idea because it's there for a reason. You know, these little things, these little sensations in your mind or your heart, you've got to do it. Something's there. Go. You have to. <laughs> when I was reading Liz Gilbert's Big Magic, one of the big things that stuck out to me there was making ourselves, she calls it a conduit to inspiration. So we're often there being like, I need the answer to this. And because we're doing that, because we're so focused on like, it's with like a gripping, we're so yeah. focused on it that we're almost like pushing the inspiration away. But instead, when we get ourselves into alignment with our truest alignment and our vibration, then it expands our energy field for the inspiration or the guidance or whatever you're needing to receive to come in. So that's like this co-creation with universal energy whatever you want to call it but that co-creation instead of like me gripping having to create all the answers and find everything myself right that's not fun being in that place like and exactly it's the playful nature right there's play everywhere like how do you get into that space you know music dancing I love that I'm on fucking IB I mean Ibiza for god's sake dancing and music going on like seven hours like standing in the same spot you know but like it's it's like putting yeah in sending the invitation how do you coax inspiration to come through how do you connect with that playful you know the, like the inner child type thing like what does she need what does he need like what what sets what sets you up for that excitement like I swear moving and music as well i find is a really nice way for me to just shake things out and live and brings my spirit through like even in my shows and stuff i like to do that as well because it just sets people go it just it's just like ah fun play happiness joy like people like to see that and you know do what brings you yeah more play you know yeah. And something else that comes to mind is like pattern breaking, because I find that 
if I'm, for example, like just working at my laptop for a long period of time and I'm trying to find the answer to like where to go next with like an offer or whatever, the answer doesn't necessarily come in, but it comes in when I like go out on a run or in, when I was living in Bali, I used to get my most creative ideas when I was just driving my motorbike or, you know, like all these famous stories, stories about who is it that leapt out the bath and shouted Eureka, like that type of thing. It's like sometimes when we're just in our pattern, doing the same thing day in, day out, the inspiration or the guidance doesn't necessarily come in. But as soon as we step outside of that, when we take a little zigzag or step outside of the comfort zone or enter into stillness or the void or anything, it's like that's when the guidance or the inspiration comes in. Totally. I love that. I love that a lot. Breaking patterns and then like having new little rituals and I think it's just ever evolving, isn't it? All of that. You're kind of always trying to learn, but unlearn things at the same time. It's like unlearning the patterns that are no longer serving you. And these creating these new awesome ones that are going to help propel you. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's really, I need to think about that more because I fall into that trap as well of like, when I'm writing, I get stuck behind the laptop, but then I know if I actually get up and I do that and I try it and I say, I stand up and I play with it more comes through because I'm I'm spontaneous and I'm improvising in that moment and I've already got the seeds there so it's letting that play letting that freedom a little bit more yeah I think otherwise we just get so bound and nothing good is sometimes we need to be bound and we need to be like okay mind is in control now but then other times it's like nope visceral let's go running and yeah I I guess that what we're talking about as well really feeds into this sense of masculine and feminine energetics. And I know that before we started recording, you were talking about this as well, that being in Ibiza, you feel like you're really magnetizing things to you. But in order to receive that, we really have to be, you know, sitting in the side of us that is a bit more kind of feminine, that's open to receiving. And that's nothing to do with gender, male um, or female, but just this side of us that is in this receiving state can you talk a little bit about this masculine feminine plugging in plugging out works for you within creativity so I think like we were saying before when I'm now doing less but feel like I'm achieving more I'm really feeling a lot of this at the moment so I don't have to be so action orientated so masculine so running around chasing job after job and from studio like a headless chicken not really being mindful at all just being like money power goals like man you know buildings and corporate bosses like all that kind of stuff and then the flexibility of the feminine is that whole like oh it's a bit of mystery oh like I'm not sure what's coming next but I know something's happening because I'm like you know in a space of um letting myself dream and conjure up like that type of imagination space because yeah if you're doing all the time you're not carving out that space um and I think yeah, being here in Ibiza, I certainly feel like I'm surrounded at the moment by just some really beautiful, inspiring, heart, sincere, connected people. We're having, you know, who are supportive and there's a community. And I think having that space to create and not feeling too under pressure or obliged to answer deadlines or chase jobs and chase money. And like, yeah, that's informing me a lot at the moment. And also being able to sit in a seat and let the answers come rather than forcing, which I think is maybe, yeah, 
reinforcing what we just said about that letting things come to you as rather than there's still action though isn't there there's you because even as a even as you know when I'm doing comedy you know I do have to attack things I do have to take a stand I do have to ground I have to be in quite a masculine dominated environment so I have to kind of be confident you know and be bold and because that as an audience, they need that. They need to feel this person knows what they're doing. <laughs> Otherwise, they would be like, oh, no, this is embarrassing. Um, so so you kind of ha- you do have to have them both. And in order to generate and organize material and have that, you've got to have the ego there as well. So I really feel, yeah, having the balance of the, the two is uh, paramount. But we can just be too overactive in one, though, can't we? If we're too yin and we're non doing and we're like oh I'm receiving but you're like I'm trying to receive but I'm not doing anything so it's like you still have to do both Mm. need both yeah yeah but I think it can be so hard for people to give themselves permission to actually just take a step back to receive to magnetize to bring things to to them to get into alignment and then open ourselves up to receive I think it's so hard for a lot of people you know myself myself included sometimes it's like oh because we've got such strong conditioning around when we're doing we're worthy you know we're deserving of all the things of success of love etc etc but it can be so hard to step outside of that conditioning and take take a step back do you know what you think yeah and let someone else kind of be there to support you and tell you that you're freaking amazing have the people around you and be like babe you are absolutely killing this you've got this what you're doing is amazing receive the compliments receive the upliftingness from people who are also have your back as well i think that's so important some people don't feel like they have you know make sure you've got those people around you or just be that person for yourself you know like I'm cool this is great I did this today I'm so grateful for that happening just taking a little inventory of like that happened today that's enough I don't have to have done this right now there's a deadline there there's a goal there great but having flexibility because like you said if you don't have the flexibility and openness you never know what door you're closing you know like there'd be so many others wanting to open but you're just going I must get to, you know, Mexico on Valentine's Day and I I don't know, have a very successful retreat. So like, no, just let me open as well. Like, you know, I do believe that if you keep doing, you know, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again with the best intentions for yourself and serving other people, come on, it's a win-win situation all around. Like that's important, like serving, how we serve other people, how we show up for them. What's that like? The nature to living is giving. Yeah, you know the the universe and karma. I believe that. Like, what we're giving out, what we bring about, is going to come through for for more of ourselves. And certainly with yoga, I've always felt like I've never had to force too much. Like I've always because that for me defeats the whole point of the practice. Anyway, it's becoming more free to flow. Um, mm. I love that. And it kind of comes back to this when we're living in our dharma, when we're doing the things that we are here to bring forth to the world, when we're allowing that to come through us, we are supported within the creation of within the creation of that. I really strongly believe that. And that was really coming through when you were talking. Just just trust that when we're in that, when we're in that vibration, when we're doing our things, when we're sharing our gifts, the universe will flood in to support us. 
it's scary though isn't it i think like it is there's a sort of scary because it's so unknown sometimes things are always on everything's uncertain isn't it there really is no certitude like there's come again the fuck ups you don't know what's going to come through but and i you know i think i spoke to you before about taking the ayahuasca and taking that medicine and going on that journey and i really had a huge uh, enlightening experience there and that was a very much i am held i'm supported the divine mother the divine mother is here <laughs> like you're like oh my gosh like there's just something destiny or our soul's journey is like beyond what we think right now like there's so much conspiring out there and you're just like just just trust that it's, it is working in your favor even if you feel like this shit's hitting the fan you just go you know if things are really worth fighting for fight for them but if it's going to come back around it will come back around and um, maybe something better's coming along baby yeah massively <laughs> Okay, so just a couple more pieces. So one of the things that you mentioned as well when we last spoke was this sense of ownership and responsibility and how that has really defined your path as well because I think the way that you said it was that like no one's rushing in to rescue you type thing. So we really have to take full ownership of everything that we're doing within our lives, taking responsibility. Yeah, I think that's hard, isn't it? I found that really hard for myself because um, I think I've had quite a few long-term relationships and guys have always been really great. Um, I can't think why on earth they haven't worked out. (laughs) 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 They've always been really nice. And um, yeah, I have to say like, you know, going, relationships is a whole different thing, isn't it? But what you see reflected back at you and that brings its whole sort of challenges and stuff when, you're in that but sometimes you've got to own your uh yeah mess messiness and um I am by no stretch of the imagination perfect um you know and I've had a lot of things that I've done that are bad and maybe you know <laughs> cause problems but and at the end of the day I yeah I just feel like do you know what like take responsibility for what you're doing and yeah owning the flaws of yourself as well as the amazing um things that you have um but leaning into amazing awesome tro- qualities right like but the ones that are like things that you need to work on still you know we're all work in progress we're still just learning and just just taking yeah taking ownership of them but not in a way where it's like condemning yourself like oh that's a bad thing it's like no I'm owning that I still need to work through that um yeah I wonder if that is that answering maybe what you're saying sort of like being honest you know it's like yeah and responsible nobody else is going to be there to pick you up and, and somebody else is probably out there doing what you do and they're doing it more so it's like you know, pick yourself up and do what you want to do, do it 100% because, or try, just, you know, keep trying because if you want something in your heart and your passion is in it, like you just, it's going to continue to be there and there's nothing worse than denying desire and living in regret or thinking, I wish I could or I want, no, like, listen to what you want to do, take it, take ownership, try it, if it doesn't work out, try it again, you know, keep going, there are ways, yeah, being that, I think it's that being, like you were talking about being in the arena and being there for yourself and being like, come on, resilience, warrior, get up and go, four late times, get back up line. Like, I've got this. Um, yeah, love it. Awesome. 
So what would you say is your message to share with the world and with those listening? Oh, <laughs> in a plot synopsis. <laughs> I was like, right, is it down a funny route or the... <laughs> what Try is... both. <laughs> <laughs> what is my message? I... <sighs> I don't know whether this is terrible advice, but like being rebellious and being a little bit bad <laughs> of being rebellious going against the grain slightly um i think can lead to right lead to probably a lot more drama but there's also growth out of that and it's good art sometimes when you're in the really murky dark places with the shadow there's the light the lotus flower blooms in that place so actually the murky waters can be quite uh it's not inspiring the murky waters can be your most fruitful moments and opportunities uh, maybe that's something i want to say maybe another thing that i want to say is um passion like having a passion for life for what you're doing living a passionate life living one that's uh full you know go where your heart wants to take you don't deny your heart's desire listen to that and honor that because your heart is your greatest teacher you know and uh i think that's maybe what i want to say beautiful <laughs> and do it love it do it with fashions and good style but <laughs> make sure you look fabulous show up and look fabulous because i think that's important you know the way we dress and the way we hold and carry ourselves that has a real impact on people like i think when you look and feel good in yourself you know doing things that bring that make you feel good and yeah it has an impact on other people as well and we always yeah feeling good in yourself feeling positive feeling fun feeling free like yeah awesome amazing so do you want to just share about any upcoming retreats gigs etc that you have how people can follow you get in touch with you join in with what you're doing and putting out in the world yeah, so I have retreats coming up, one in Mexico in February, which is going to be fabulous. I lived in Mexico for seven months, so we're going to have a real good adventure in um, Oaxaca and then go up to the mountains, which is sensational. San Jose del Pacifico, the most beautiful mountain range. It's like uh, hikes, waterfalls, Tenazcal ceremonies, Reiki circles and delicious food, living in huts with log fires and sunshine by day and uh cool evenings starry above the clouds three thousand meters above the clouds i'm doing a retreat there in february then i'm going to do one in bali that's happening in april and that's going to be a lot of fun and then i'm going to do some in the summer here in ibiza which is just awesome i'm on instagram i have like everything on there and also i'll be doing comedy in london at some point in december again normally i put my gigs on my insta and then i'll be creating a new brand new um voyage show uh for edinburgh 2023 watch this space hashtag i'll probably be in brighton again because i love being in brighton i might have a gig in comedia actually in january red wine done. <laughs> amazing was there anything else that you wanted to share just that thank you for having me, Megan. And it's always a pleasure to be in your company. And I've enjoyed this having a chat and conversation with you loads. So, yeah. Aww, thanks. Well, it's been great having you. So thank you for imparting all of your wisdom and creative juice with us. <laughs>
Thank you, my love. Hope you enjoyed. You heard it here first, folks. Express yourself. To stay updated with Charlotte's upcoming gigs, events, and retreats, you can find her at The Psychedelic Fox on Instagram or www.thepsychedelicfox.com. If you enjoyed this episode, do take a moment to share with anyone who would benefit. Maybe someone taking a risk or needing a permission slip to go against the grain and embrace their authenticity and be, do, have, receive, give, and create more. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, please press follow and take a moment to rate with all the stars. Feel free to contact me at www.higher-love.com or on Instagram at higherlove underscore with Megan. Until next time, big love.